my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's uh, Will here in the studio and I want to thank you for joining our live show here from our Faith FM studios here in South Australia. And uh, my good friend, uh, Pastor Eric, is with me in the studio. G'day, Eric. Good to have you in the studio. Good to be here again, Well, Hello to the listeners. Yeah. Hello to everyone out there. Wherever you're tuning in from today, whether you're in the car or you're tuning in from home or wherever you may be at this present moment, we want to especially want to say thank you for tuning in to our live show today here on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Eric, we've got a brand new topic for today, our brand new theme that we're going to introduce to our listeners and the rest of our team are going to be unpacking it. So our theme for this week uh, is the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. So we're going to be wrestling with the topic of media, Eric, and um, I'm glad you're on the other side of this uh, on this uh, table here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're just kind of joking that, yeah, media you know, it is a relevant topic. It's something that we all have to wrestle with. And uh, especially we got kids, how do we kind of navigate um, our kids and the younger generation with uh, their gadgets and all the things that they're caught up with. <laughs> so, um, Eric, looking forward to our conversation today as we talk about media, well, actually the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. So just to give you an idea of some of the other questions our team are going to be looking at, they're going to be looking at questions such as um, – the Bible, uh, do, do the scriptures speak to a media obsessed age? Um, what does the Bible actually say about what? Are, what does the Bible actually say about things that are often in our current culture with movies, etc., with violence and a topic we often maybe don't really discuss a lot within Christian circles, which is um, pornography or soft porn. And that's um, going to be um, raised with our team in the middle of the week. So good luck to them, <laughs> and also. We're going to be talking at one of our uh, days in the week. They're going to be looking at the question, how do we guide our children through the media jungle? And towards the end of the week, the question is going to be asked, how do we grow in media responsibility? So, Eric, um, we're going to be looking at this topic of media from different angles, different perspectives, but we always want to bring it back to the Bible because the Bible's where we get our truth. This is where we, as Christians, get our um, understand how we are to navigate through some of these uh, current uh, contemporary subjects. So looking forward to our discussion today, Eric, um, about media. And uh, today we're looking at do biblical Christians have a media problem? You know, Eric, when I saw the topic that we were going to be presenting today and this week, you know, if I'm totally honest, I think I could deal with some media adjustment. <laughs> Because you know, let's be honest. We're we're all like, we're on our gadgets all the time. We're on our phones, and you know, we're in the studio with technology. And so, technology is a big part of how we live our lives. And you know, it's a it's a great asset for evangelism and spreading the gospel and using it for God. And obviously, there's the other side to it that it can be detrimental and excessive use. Obviously, things that are on the internet these days. So it's a very good conversation that we need to have as I, Christians. I think it's a really important conversation today. You know, uh, it becomes commonplace, doesn't it, to use yeah. the things around us. And um, sometimes we don't realize what it's, how it's actually affecting us. You know, once when I went on a, a cruise with my wife and left my phone at home, I, I, I had withdrawal symptoms for quite a few <laughs> yeah. days. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and you don't actually realize. You go looking for it. Yeah. 
you know, and that's the worry. Yep. That's the worry that it can actually play a larger part in our lives than we really, really should be. Yeah. And what it does to us, affect, we're going to look at some of those things tonight, which would be quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, looking forward to it, Eric. Um, mm. Hey, Eric, um, for our listeners out there, um, we normally do at this time, time of the show, we have what we call a World Watch segment, which we share an article or something we've seen online or that's kind of circulating the news and we kind of, kind of dive into that. But tonight, for you, our lovely, awesome audience, I thought we'd do something different, Eric. As you know, part of our Faith FM team, um, we're doing something special here in the city of Adelaide in a number of weeks. So we thought we'd use the few minutes here at the top of the show to promote our and here it is. We are going to promote, and by the way, obviously this is for folks who are in South Australia here in Adelaide. Um, so we are planning to host on Friday, September, sorry, Saturday, September 16th at 6 p.m. We're calling it Faith FM is presenting Dinner with Robbie and the Drive Time Team. So for those who may know uh, Pastor Robbie Bergen, if you're a regular to Faith FM, he hosts his own um program called the faith experiment and you know eric we had uh, pastor robbie here in adelaide um just uh beginning of the year and he's fantastic he has an awesome testimony he didn't grow up a christian and uh just hearing his story uh you can definitely see the hand of god moving on this man's life and so hey to you our faithfulness is especially if you're living in, here in um adelaide uh we want to invite you to a free community dinner and that is Dinner with Pastor Robbie. He is the keynote speaker for the night's event. And guess what? You'll get to meet the drive time team. So we're all going to be there. It's a free community dinner. So it doesn't cost a thing. We just want you to, to turn up and uh, hear what Robbie has to say. And there's going to be some great content. He's actually presenting a topic that night on digital currencies, prophecy and cashless societies. So that's the bonus presentation that's going to be offered there as well. So for you, our listeners out there in here in beautiful Adelaide, um, mark it in your diary, September 16. That's a Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, and that's going to be held at 7 Ballville Street in Prospect, South Australia, Ballville, B-A-L-L-V-I-L-E Street in Prospect, South Australia. So how do you register? You simply need to go online and you go to faithfm.com.au slash forward slash events, and you'll find the uh, community dinner there with Robbie and us, the Drive Time team. And so please, we're going to probably be plugging it in the next couple of weeks as the rest of our team uh, jump here in the studio. And the reason why we're doing this, um, Eric, is we have a lot of listeners, some of them obviously here in South Australia, obviously there's listeners all across the country, um, but... You know, sometimes people want a bit more. They, 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 they're really intrigued by some of the content that, that they're listening to here on Faith FM Drive Time and for the rest of our programs on Faith FM. And so this is a chance for all you listeners out there in Adelaide. Please, we want to invite you to this free. And by the way, guess what, Eric? I, I didn't plug the, the real bonus, but it's a free dinner. Yeah. So it's a free community dinner. And, um, so you just need to come. And hear a presentation from Pastor Robbie, and there's going to be some um, some extra for those who are interested. There's going to be some other uh, seminars that people might want to plug into as well. And so again, we just want to plug that um, here on our uh, program here today. So it's dinner with Pastor Robbie and the Drive Time team. And so I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be there, Eric. And um, yeah. we we're just talking 
before we went on air that there's a couple of people that that we want to kind of invite as well mm. as uh, to to the dinner. And, and, for, so, and for me, Pastor Will, uh, it's going to be wonderful to meet some of the listeners, to actually see them face yeah, to face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was at Brighton Church a few weeks back, and a, a fella walked up to me. I won't name him. He, he might be listening, but he walked up to me and said, uh, you're Eric, and uh, I listened to you on yep. Faith FM. And it was wonderful to meet him. We had a lovely chat. And so it'll be a real opportunity just to see people face to face and uh, you know, to put a voice to a name. It, it's going to be wonderful. And I'm really looking forward to that presentation on uh, current Currencies, prophecy, and cashless societies. I reckon that's going to be a real beauty. Yeah. So uh, kind of, it's kind of where we're heading right now with just everyday. You know, people don't walk around with money anymore, and everything's going on towards this cashless society. And you might be asking, as a listener listening in right now, well, what does that really have to do with anything? It's more of convenience and technology. Well, there is there is a bit of a connection with some of the things we're reading in prophecy and. Mm kind of how these world events kind of unfold. So, hey, and so go back to what you're saying, Eric. Yeah, you, well, you, so you were at Brighton Church. So this is Brighton mm-hmm. Church um, by Pastor Gary Hodgkin mm-hmm. over there uh, here in um, Adelaide. So you were there. Did, did you take the service? Did you preach there that no, day? No, no. Pastor David Fetcher, um, our Aboriginal pastor, took that. Oh, right. And so we had an ab- our Aboriginal group there. Yeah. And so this listener met all our Aboriginal folks that we had there, which was lovely. Uh, but I must uh, uh, say to the listeners, too, to make sure that they do reserve a place. Because, oh, okay. Um, yeah, very because, important. Because... Uh, for catering purposes also, uh, to make sure that they've got all the catering. Uh, so, so that's faithfm.com.au backslash uh, events. Yep. So that's really important. They need to go online. Yes. So you need to do that. Do that, please, for our listeners. We would love to meet you. We know that we have a lot of listeners and you're tuning in regularly. Hey, why don't you come along and we'd love to meet you. And I'm looking at the flyer right in front of me, Eric, and I see all these lovely faces. There's... um. David, there's Ricardo, there's uh, Fabiano, there's Hugh, Gary, Nick, uh, Tracy, Brenton, Eric, and myself as well. And so, hey, this is your this is your chance, not, not your chance to meet us. We want to meet you. <laughs> right. We're not celebrities or anything. We're just we're just followers of Jesus, just like many of you are. And so, hey, we want to just plug that one more time. If you're in the city of Adelaide or around this area. You need to come on September 16, Saturday night, starts 6 p.m., and you need to book in. How do you book in? One more time. You need to go online, faithfm.com.au slash events, and um, reserve your seat. And I guarantee you, um, look, by the way, Eric, I've, I've known of Pastor Robbie Bergen's ministry over the years. You know how... Um, but I actually never heard his testimony till um, he came here at Adelaide Amazing. at the beginning of the year, and it, it was really, really good. And for those who are listening who were there that, that weekend, um, you can attest to the fact that he didn't believe in God. He's just a young guy kind of doing what young people do. And the way God got a hold of him was absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm probably hoping he might share a little bit of that yeah. um, on September 16. Mm. So, um, again, so, yeah, hey, if you're listening, you are invited. You have an invitation from us. You just need to come online and uh, register for the end for the event. Because last thing we would have to do is, you know, all these people rocking up and not enough seats, not enough plates to go around. So you need you need to you need to um, jump online and register your seat. We would love and we look forward to seeing you. Um, so 
That aside, we're just going to promote the free book offer before we go to some music, Eric, and uh, we'll be back in here, um, jump into our topic for tonight. So our book offer today is a book entitled Values-Led Lives, The Way Jesus Wants Us to Think and Act by author Llewellyn Edwards. What values do you live by? What principles drives your thoughts, words, and actions? What would you sacrifice everything else for? In this book, Pastor Llewellyn Edwards, an experienced minister, missionary, and church administrator, describes how the values that inspire Jesus can transform our lives, our families, and our churches. So if you're looking for a way to re-energize your spiritual life and make your church the kind of place to which people will be drawn, this is the book to get. It's not a read for the (laughs) faint-hearted and the easily offended, but it will make you think, and that's a promise from the author. So, hey, if you would like a free copy of Values Led Lives, please text the code SA133. The code again, SA133. Text the code into the number here in the studio, 04888-80811, and we will get that book out to you as soon as possible. We'll promote the book offer one more time uh, towards the uh, the middle part of our program, and so please, um, again, text the code SA133 to 04888-80811, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. Hey, we're going to go to a break now. Please don't go away. Um, we'll go to some music, and we'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM. Drive time, BQ&A. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for someone such as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the
at the cross by Anna Weatherup. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A, it's Eric and Will in the studio tonight, live from our Faith FM studio here in South Australia. Our theme for this week, Eric, we're going to kick off our, our, for the week, is called The Bible and the Media in a Post-Biblical Culture. And so today, Eric, um, we're looking at the question, do biblical Christians have a media problem? So why don't you um, open up that up for us uh, do do we as Christians have a media problem? I think when I read the question, it was more of a more of a subjective question mm. because you know obviously everyone's different. You know, you and I, you we have different. What may be a, a problem for you may not be a problem for me, and obviously, and vice versa. But in general, um, what does the Bible actually say about this? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting uh, as we tackle this subject tonight. It's quite a large subject, yeah. really. And um, it's uh, the way we should really attack it, first of all, is to have a positive look at uh, using the media in Christianity. And uh, I'd like to start off with Matthew sixteen fourteen, when he, Jesus says, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And right. when you think back and see how the gospel was spread, you know, written down in scrolls and passed on by word of mouth and uh, missionaries went in the early stages uh, around and uh, even Peter and Paul and then went door to door, it says, um, preaching the gospel. So that was the way it started. And some of these folks, you know, the early missionaries too, were away from home for years uh, and spent uh, that sort of way to spread the gospel. Yeah. So uh, then with the media today, the way the gospel's taken off around the world yeah. is such a highlight. And, of course, that's used through Faith FM as an, as an example where the word of God yeah. goes out uh, and uh, many other radio stations the same way. So the media can be used for good in the Christian world and to spread the gospel. Um, our church, I don't know if the... Um, uh, listeners know, but um, uh, this program here, well, there's two radio stations. We have um, Hope Channel and 3ABM, which you can get yeah. um, actually through your phone as well. Uh, you can connect up to uh, shoot it onto the TV. So if any of the listeners didn't know that, that that's called a Hope Channel and 3ABM, which puts the message out also yeah. around the world. So there is an increase in the gospel that's been abounding now for some time, and I reckon that most countries would probably have um, a Christian input now uh, that started off through that. Um, and, of course, you've got live and recorded sermons on YouTube and yeah. whatever, and um, churches do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, the social media is an opportunity for us to connect with other believers and encourage one another, and it's a great thing that we can reach out and we can actually talk to somebody um, around across the other side of the world, another believer. Uh, whereas we're just in our little church without any social media, wouldn't be yeah. able to do that. So that's a real positive plus. Can, can I just add this real quick, mm. Eric, before yeah. you go? Just just a bit of a statistic about mm. the internet and social media. Mm. Um, it's according to Statista.com, as of uh, April this year, so going back a few months, there were um, 5.18 billion internet users worldwide. Mm-hmm which amounted to 64% of the global population. Of this, Eric, 4.8 billion or 59, close to 60% of the world's population was social media users. Yeah, right. So it just shows you just how much it's just part of our lives, you know. Mm. You know. Yeah, that's right. And and like I'm an old fuddy-duddy, but I, <laughs> I can still work out yeah. and, and have the media to a certain degree, but the yeah. young people today, they're all over uh, it. They're yep. all over it. And so uh, what a great way to spread the gospel yeah. is through the airwaves. Yeah. Uh, 
much like the Holy Spirit works in yeah, people, it's yeah. invisible, but it goes to all around the world. And uh, I've know that in some places, like um, in some of the remote areas of Australia, in some of the Aboriginal communities, they I know one lady uh, Edna that comes along to our Bible group. She has uh, the um, TV at home and she listens to faith to not only Faith FM uh, on the radio, but yeah. she also gets the Hope Channel. Oh, and right. uh, she gets those programs come in and way over, way out yeah. in the bush, you know. Wow, that's and, awesome. And, uh, you know, when this was uh, spoken about years ago, uh, Jesus would have known, I reckon, that this was going to happen, Yeah, that this would fly, but the people around him wouldn't have. Yeah. And so uh, it's amazing that it can reach people where they're at. Yeah. And I think it's also not um, threatening to them that they can actually s- listen to it in their own home first yeah. and uh, receive the word of God. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. So I think that's really important. Awesome. Uh, another one too is um, it's a great communication social media uh, to share church news and announcements. You know, put things around of what's actually going on to encourage the folks in their local church of what's actually going on and the needs of people. Yeah. Because uh, often you know um, we we don't really communicate. We come and meet as a church group, uh, but when you've got this at home with a flick of a switch, you can send it out to all the folks yeah. and send that out. I I send out to my um, Aboriginal folks. A text every day from a Bible app, and so they wow, get it every, awesome. every day. And then I get people coming back with a text saying, "That's just what I needed today," or "Man, that spoke to me today." And and that's through the airwaves from a, a text that automatically appeared on my phone and, and sent it out to a, a group. So that that goes out to probably awesome. about thirty or forty people. Um, so you know those that these are great ways yeah. of of using. So there's definitely media. a positive. I think that. Yep. I think that's the main thing you're saying yep. is that um, media in general can is a, can be a very and is um, a very positive thing um, to communicate uh, to and especially with it you know as Christians it's it's uh, you know we use social media in every facet of our lives connecting with friends family you know relatives but in terms of using it uh, for good you know sharing the, like you said you're texting messages to your to your church members and so it's definitely there's positive so we're not trying to say here on today's show that media is a bad thing and you kind of need to just switch off against anything and everything i think there needs to be um yeah there needs to be obviously some discernment in kind of what we expose ourselves to and our children as as our presenters in the week will discuss but um so i guess there's a bit of there's definitely what I'm hearing, Eric, there's definitely positives, but as you know, as the saying goes, you can have too much of a good thing and it can kind of almost excessive use can actually be a be a problem. Well, when we look at it from the Christian perspective, you know, yeah. like um, I had a um, one of our uh, ladies um, send me a message that uh, her sister was dying and uh, and wanted me to to pray for her and get our group to pray for her. And so, you know, that was another way I could use the social media to get that message out that we could all pray at a certain time for this person, you know, and meet the needs of, of our family. Because what we're talking about here really, Pastor Will, tonight is, is that this is, isn't just a congregation. This is our family. This is our church yeah. family that we're talking about here. Yeah. Of like mind, uh, and uh, praying and studying and worshiping together. So we can use, we can send out and pray together, but we can use the media to encourage that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it connects with other people because, uh, once we start 
start to do it, more ministry happens, and you can get the word yeah. out in that way, which is really important. And and it's an important t- tool to keep in touch all the time. Yeah. Because um, I know that a lot of the folks who come to study, uh, they go back into a world that is um, uh, full of um, hatred and uh, and despair, and they go back to to lives where there may not be, be many Christian people around. So this is a light to them to to receive these messages and hope through the day. Yeah, it has great impact uh, in bringing light into a home and doing it that way. I, I try to just jump in there, Eric. I mm. think as well because we're talking about media, I guess right now, generally speaking, mm. um, you know, just connecting and you know, you're sending your text messages and things of that nature. Um, I think when we talk about today's topic about it being problem, obviously there's other aspects of um, media that can have a very demoralizing effect um, with social media use. Um, there's obviously, um, we're living in a culture where there's in excessive uh, violence um, in movies and especially with younger kids, um, they're playing video games where there's all this, you know, um, basically gory, you know, violence, killing of that nature. Um so I think probably our question is kind of hinging more, hey, media is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say it's good for use, I think I was thinking, Eric, um, you know, obviously that when the world kind of, when COVID hit, especially within churches, you know, mm. ev- even churches who kind of didn't know how to work anything <laughs> technological, we were forced, or the world was forced to kind of go online mm. and meet on, you know, Zoom and all the, you know, that was kind of how it was for a, for a while. And so some churches had to really just literally overnight um, had to really step up and kind of provide that um, provide that um, that space for for their church members. And it was interesting, Eric. You know, because we're both pastors here, it was interesting to know how how the local church kind of um, how they dealt with that with mm. closed churches, um, you know, with the mandates and all that stuff that happened during those you know those years when COVID hit. Um, it really, um, yeah, technology had to be part of how we stay connected. So I think when I think of it being a positive, man, if there was no internet and no, no communication during COVID, I mean, that's it. You know, like how are you going to meet your, your, your fellow yeah, church sure. members and family unless you, you know, or even that you weren't even allowed to go to certain people's homes, you know, under certain circumstances. So, mm. so, mm. so we're saying it's a good thing, Eric. Mm. Um, what do you think some of maybe some of the problems and more to our question tonight, do you think that there are some Christians and look, I'm not saying I'm not um, excluding us, but do you think we as Christians, um, do you think that there's potential for us that for some media can actually be a problem? Well, I think that media devices can be addictive in the Christian yeah. world as well as the yeah. world today. Yeah. Uh, there was a comment that kind of uh, talks about this in the twenty first with twenty first century communication. It actually came from the nineteenth century, right? From Mark Twain, who observed that when it came to the news media, you have two choices: you can ignore it and be uninformed, yeah, yeah. or you can pay attention and be misinformed. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no win. Twain also provided the famous. Uh, saying that many believe is a journalist's motto. First get the facts and then you can distort them. So you've got to be careful what you listen to in the media and, um, you know, we can hook on to things that people say or we think are true 
but they can be uh, misleading and lead us away. And it's interesting that when you go into social media, for instance, it can seem like mindless and relaxing fun, uh, but it actually has a significant effect on your brain because wow. whenever you log on to your favorite apps, there's a, a dopamine signals and your brain increases. So there's a thing called dopamite. Yeah. These are uh, neurotransmitters that are associated with pleasure. When when you experience more dopamite after using social media, your brain identifies this activity as rewarding one, one that you ought to repeat. Such a reaction may be more felt whenever you make a post of your own. So you put a post up on Facebook yeah. and then you get back a positive feedback and you feel great about that. And the positive feelings experienced during social media use, they only last for so long. They're temporary. And the way your brain engages in, the, in this positive reinforcement is also seen in other addictions. So as soon as it wears off, you'll go back to the source and what they say now is that 70% of teens and young adults have a social media addiction. Wow. They're actually hooked so how, how much is that? 70%. 70% of wow. people. Uh, and the average person spends about one hour and 40 minutes per day on social media. That's just, you know, flicking yeah. in now and then. Over 50% of Americans aged 30 to 49 have some sort of social media addiction. And over 33% of the world's population uses social media. So it can have quite a quite an addiction yeah. on us and as you say you know we can get so used to having a device and going on to facebook that we don't actually realize yeah. that we're actually on it we actually just as a norm turn to it um often when i go out with my wife for for tea or somewhere you know uh the phone rings yeah or you know, or I want to look up, you know, some, a message comes through and, um, you know, one, either of us can get annoyed when that happens. So we, it's best to put your phone away yeah. and so you can communicate one on one. And that is often yeah. lost today. Yeah. You go down to the train station. True. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody yeah. says hello. They're all on their devices. Everyone's heads down. And I tell you what. A lot of people look unhappy today. Yeah. They don't have a smile on their face. There's no, how are you, you know, yeah. whatever. I go for walks. I go for a run in the mornings and say hi to people as I go past. And some of them are, are grumpy. They don't even <laughs> say hi back to me. But often I'll have their, they'll have their headphones yeah, on. That, you remind me, Eric, because I went for a run as well. I went for a run, you know. Oh, this is going back a few weeks now. And I don't know, sometimes when I'm just in the in the inner, you, you kind of don't make eye contact because you're just, I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> but I actually made it, I saw this lady coming my way and I kind of just made a, I made a, like, I'm going to say hello to her. And, you know, and I, as we passed, I, I literally, you know, I said, hi, uh, good morning. But she, her eyes just kind of, she just gave this look like, she didn't want to engage. And I kind of got a bit upset, <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, man, I'm about dying. My lungs are collapsing. I'm, I'm acknowledging you. Because you know what else I was thinking just on this thought of yep. we don't connect, Eric? I know this is maybe um, a bit off the topic kind of thought about this. But, you know, I was thinking like, you know, when you walk past someone, Eric, mm. or when you're engaging with people, you're actually engaging with someone when you really think about it that person is worth more than anything and everything in this world. I mean, mm. the, the worth of a soul. And I'm just thinking as a Christian, you know, like I was kind of had this kind of thought in my mind, Eric, like, you know, people go to car shows and they go and see all these amazing vehicles and all this. And I was just kind of reflecting on this, like how often we just walk past people and we just don't kind of acknowledge them, on it, especially when you're walking. Or, 
And um, I, the thought came to me like, you know, you're walking past someone that God loves infinitely. Like this person is so valued in God's eyes. It will be almost the same as you're walking past, well, for some people, like you're walking past, I don't know, whatever is of immense value, like a, a brand new, whatever, the, a Bugatti or some crazy car. And people just stop and gawk at it and they take photos, obviously, because it's a, it's a nice car. But how often do we uh, just walk past people and we don't acknowledge them and just don't kind of just, like you said, we just say good morning or just a smile or just an acknowledgement. But we're so, we're just so, we live in a world where we just don't want to engage and people are, you know, people don't want to um, connect. And um, maybe in that setting when you're walking past, you know, obviously the goal is not to just stop and chat with everyone. But what I'm saying is it kind of had that thought like, you know, um, people matter to God. And as Christians, like, obviously there's a, I'm not saying you've got to stop and talk to everybody, but just a general awareness that people are important to God. Well, what Jesus wants is us to have relationships with each other yeah. because we have a relationship with him. Yep. We're all God's children and we're in the family. Uh, so it's interesting. A lot of people are worried about robots coming in, you know, and doing all this stuff. And yeah. I think we're robots now because we are controlled <laughs> by our devices. <laughs> Good we, point. We actually go to those yeah. things to find direction and to make us happy. Yep. So I kind of feel that that's what's, we're already being conditioned for that. Yeah. We're, we're being controlled by that. Yep. And the impact on children is absolutely amazing and uh, that's what uh, one of the worrying things is within the church and without the church the impact on children because experts are just beginning to understand the social media's impact on children one study showed that children younger than 11 years old who use instagram and snapchat are more likely to have digital behavior problems like having online only friends so they don't have real friends. They just have yeah. online online friends. Oh, dear. Uh, visiting sites parents would disapprove of, mm-hmm. as well as a greater chance of taking part on an on online harassment. And that same study says limiting how much time a child spends on social media may reduce some of the negative effects of using social no. media, uh, media at such an early age. And another one, another study was interesting, talked about how children use TikTok are actually yep. developing, like they have tick attacks, like they have jerking actions. They've actually found that this can actually wow. lead to anxiety, a movement disorder brought on by stress and anxiety. And uh, there are likely increases in behavioral problems at home, like increased irritability, increased anxiety, uh, lack of self-esteem. And I know... Mm. Now, um, I was talking to my daughter about this actually, yeah. and she says that when, when the children come home and they have a phone, they're teenage children, yep. she doesn't allow them to take the phone into the room. She has, she has uh, rules and conditions, uh, and that they spend time as a family. Um, for the rest of the time. Wow. But I also know. And how old are the kids? They're in their teens. Yeah, oh, then te- wow. Teens. So it's even. Even that. Yep. She has those. That they And they've talked about That's it as awesome. a family. They've talked about it as a family. Uh, whereas uh, I know some, uh, some of the folks I know where mm. the ch- children will throw a tantrum if they yep. can't get the phone. Yep. It starts at a really early age. Yep. I know of a little boy that I met the other day through tantrums because he couldn't have the phone at the age of three yeah. or four, you know? So it is really what happens in the home as 
as well as sure. in dealing with social media. Uh, and so these are some of the uh, things that, that happen. Uh, and also, we don't know what, what they're getting onto online. Yeah. You know, this is what the problem is, dangerous trends. And there's been children that have um, thought they were speaking to somebody and it was somebody mm. else, and they've ended up losing their lives. We've, we've read about all that, and yet the root cause of the problem is actually that there is a balance that we must have as parents and grandparents just to keep an eye yep. on those things. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, one of the things that I've found interesting too, talking about social me- media, is mobile phones and churches. Uh, look, hey, to hey, look up, uh, text you're treading on... Um... Now this is where I'm going to tread on toes. <laughs> because, um, you know, some yeah. folks say that it's great. Uh, it is great because... Um, they've actually found that uh, they've been able to reach more people with having an online um, uh, phone app yeah. to get onto, which is really great. But for new Christians coming in, they've actually found that when they've gone and uh, used a phone, not actually a book, that often they'll go on the phone mm. and it'll direct them to the passage. Yep. They don't know the book before, the book after, or where any of those books are. Yep. And it doesn't actually cross-reference things as well. So yeah. there is a balance here, don't you think? And Yeah, absolutely. And all this sort of thing. I, I personally like the Bible. Yeah. I have used my phone in church when I've gone on a trip instead of taking a, a bulky Bible. But the thing is, Eric, because I've had, you know, my phone in mm. church too. Actually, I use it when it's um, offering time. Mm. And we use our e-giving app and yep. at that time I flick it open. But, you know, to be honest, it, it's so easy when you got your phone open to just, you know, you've got all your apps there and, and you, it, it's so, I mean, if you, you're strong enough and you kind of just, you know, you made that discipline decision, hey, I'm not doing, I'm only looking at the Bible when, when I'm in the church. Yeah, if you can do that, that's great. But it's so easy to just while you're there, you're you know you you look at your text messages, and before you know it, you kind of drifted off, and mm. that's how easy it is. Yeah, um, just look, yeah. yeah, look, um, and I've seen that bit of a trend, um, just in churches where people don't really bring their Bibles as much, mm. and like you know, you look out and you see probably probably more than half are actually they're looking at their phones, you know. And the yeah. thing is, too, when you pass the words, when you look at a young person, the temptation is even greater. Yeah, because they may not be in tune with yeah. uh, the uh, you know the sermon, so they've got all these social media things being chucked at them in yeah. church, uh, and they're on maybe on those, you know. Yeah. So it is a, it's a huge temptation. Actually, to get on that, you know, in our faith, particular faith group, um, Eric, you know, we have this publication called the Record that goes out, you know, uh, across the country and. It, I remember there was an article there recently about, well, I haven't read it word for word, but I remember the title. Something about along the lines, Eric, of, of, of screen free Sabbaths, which is basically the author was suggesting that, you know, hey, on, you know, on your day of worship, um, do you really need the phone? And I kind of thought about it again. <laughs> what if I left the What if I left the, gotcha. the phone at home? You know, gotcha, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's interesting because at one school they actually banned yeah. taking the phone. And they, they've yeah. done that, yeah. Now. But they reckon that the children were sneaking. They were so yeah. much was happening to try and get that phone in. They could not do without yeah. it. Uh, and that's the problem, isn't it? That's I think the, it was one government in Australia that were kind of yeah they were just making that blanket ban. Hmm. I forgot whether it was Victoria or New South Wales, but it was yeah. one of the, the other states. Yeah. They, they were just kind of saying like, so um, I'm not too up to date of exactly what the what the criteria is. I don't know if, if it differs between 
private schools and state schools. But, mm. but yeah, like, you know, obviously when I was growing up and you were growing up, we didn't, you know, that wasn't a, a thing to have. You know, we didn't have phones. Mm. Um, but I think that Bible app is important. I mean, uh, it says here that the company behind Version, people spent more than 235 yeah. billion minutes using the app and have highlighted 636 million Bible verses on that app. So it is important, yeah. you know, to have it on there, but it's the, the way it's used and, it, you know, that social media can abuse uh, yeah. that, you know, and uh, that can take over our spiritualness by coming in and and, yeah. and get in the way of, of what we're doing, you know. Yeah. I think that's important to understand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, even like for my personal Bible study and just, you know, working on, yeah. you know, sermons and that. I'm always on the internet. So am I. Yeah, I, yeah, I love BibleGateway.com. Yeah. There's probably one I'm, I'm on almost every day. Yeah. I yeah. just type in, you know, you punch in the text and the, yeah. you can look at various oh, versions. That's wonderful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but there's something about, you know, when I, I mean, this is just me personally. If there's yeah. people listening out there and you, you take your electronic device into church, and we're not judging you or anything, but, no. but there's something about just having the open word. Yes. And, um, you know, just having it in front of you. So, so what you're seeing is what you're reading is what what the the speaker is saying and and you you know it's right there. Mm. I mean, probably an argument could be so. Well, I, I can see it on my phone as well. So mm. I don't know. That's probably a topic for another day. But just mm. in general, um, if kids are just infatuated with their devices all week, and then they well, let's just broaden. Not just kids. Just say people in general, Christians in general. Mm. If they're just always on their devices, you know, yeah. every day from their waking moment to when they sleep. Um, and then when they go to, and I'm talking more for Christians now, and they go to church on their day of worship. Mm. And if it's still in your hand, like to me, it's like, I think on the one hand, you need it. I'm not, mm. I'm not advocating on our show that, you know, you just need to leave it at home. And, but there needs to be some type of, I think you need to create your, you know, yourself, mm. like the, the Holy Spirit speaking to you, like if you're, Excessive in it, and you're, you're, you know, you're doing things that are just, um, you know, that you should probably take a break from, you know. Um, yeah, I think the thing is, well, I, I know what some of my weaknesses are. Yeah, and my weakness <laughs> would be too. social media at times. Yeah. So, and the Sabbath to me is a day for the Lord, not to do worldly things. So I know that if I bring it in, there is a, there is a possibility that I might yeah. get on there and be and be. You know, yeah. way, way doing I mean, like else. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is, uh, you know, uh, something to be aware of. And, uh, and as you say, we're not knocking people, us or anybody yeah. else. Cause we're just talking about there's some positives, yeah. but there could be right. some, um, yeah. some, uh, some pitfalls as well. That's hey, right. Eric, we're going to have to pause and go to a break, uh, but sure. we want to promote our book offer just one more time in our show today. Um, if you're listening out there here, we want to, um, give you this opportunity for a, Put, uh, to get this free book that we'd like to offer here on Faith FM Drive Time. The book is called Values Led Lives, The Way Jesus Wants Us to Think and Act. And it's by the author Llewellyn Edwards. What values do you live by? What principles drive your thoughts, words, and actions? What would you sacrifice everything else for? In this book, Pastor Llewellyn Edwards, an experienced minister, missionary, and church administrator, describes how the values that inspire Jesus can transform our lives, our families, and our churches. So if you're looking for a way to re-energize your spiritual life and make your congregation the kind of place to which people will be drawn to, this is your book. And the author says, it's not a read for the faint-hearted and the easily offended, but it will make you think. Look, this book is actually advertised at ten ninety-five. If you were to purchase this online, you're looking at eleven bucks. But hey, we're offering this book absolutely free. So if you'd like a free copy, you need to text the code SA133 to our number in the studio, 048 
0488-880811. One more time, the code is SA133 to our number 0488-80811 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. So please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. Daigle with How Great Thou Art. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We've got about 10 minutes or so before our show is over. And so if you've just tuned in, um, we have just begun the conversation of our theme for today and the rest of the week, and that is the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. But Eric and I have been discussing the question, do biblical Christians have a media problem? So in the few remaining minutes that we have in the studio, Eric, um, is there anything 
we've been talking about the dangers of you know social media, excessive use, etc. Um, walk us through probably, you know, if there's people listening out there today, Eric, and you know they might be saying, you know, oh yeah, I probably some of those things I need to probably you know, have a look at, maybe have some conversations with my children or, you know, even myself as I listen to the show today, I think I think I might just have a bit of a social media or media problem. What, what would you say to people that kind of uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe reluctantly putting up their hand and going, I think that's me, Eric, and Will, I, I think I might, might suffer with a bit of a, um, with excessive medias, <laughs> what would be the what does the Bible kind of offer to to this kind of question tonight? Well, it's interesting, Pastor Wilkin. In the break, we were talking about <clears throat> you know how difficult it is today with children and yep. and social media. And I said, well, in my day, it was easier. We had black and white TV. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That was it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that was all. They were out at the park or yep. whatever, you know. But I'd really like to just share a verse or two, and one of them is from Matthew 8, chapter 18, verse 15. It says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, or a hurt happens between you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. This is communication. Right. This is the way it should be. Um, so many times I've heard of um, unhappiness through social media because a tweet's gone up or something's gone up and it's out of context. Yeah. And it's I know of two sisters who stopped talking for a month because one blocked the other. Um, they actually stopped talking. They, they never spoke about it. It was just a block on, and that wow. just caused the rift. But here it's saying good advice. It says, you know, have, talk to people. Don't lose mm. the art of communicating one-on-one. I think that's really, really important Yeah. Um, because we're going to go deeper into seeing a world that's more evil and, and more stuff happening like that. Another one here is um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So it says don't be conformed by what the world is doing okay, uh, and taking over. And uh, every day we're bombarded by adverts at home and we're bombarded yeah. by media and scams and all sorts of yeah. things, sexual violence. Uh, we see it on the news all the time. It's increasing more and more. Gambling addiction is another thing that's, yep. uh, that's coming up. Uh, all these things is uh, here is talking to us about um, not conforming to these things. It's interesting with the, um, the women's soccer. I'm a bit of a, uh, a sports fan. And when the women's soccer was on, people were saying, you know, how wonderful it was to see the crowds there all together supporting Australia. You had men, women, and children. And I thought about yeah. that, and I thought, what was the reason for that? Why was that? And it was, I think it, I'd love to know what the alcohol consumption was at those matches, because if you go to an AFL game, they're swearing and things yeah. that's shocking to take a family to. And so it's the things of this world that will cause the rifts and break up families and break up each other, you and I, by um, by coming into our lives and becoming addictive in our lives. And uh, so that's really important. Don't be conformed by the will, but, you know, mm, yeah. but by the will of God and discern it. Yeah. You know, in the quietness of the day with a, a Bible or a, an app, you can go on and you can listen to that. Yeah. And, and the other text I'd like to share is, um, so whatever you wish that others will do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And so yeah. it's talking about that God is love, 
um, that that's what we're to be like, that whatever we do is love in this life. And the scriptures is the only way, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, is to change our, our lives, to take yeah. us from uh, our weaknesses uh, and to actually move in a way that God can use us and change us. And I think that's yeah. to do with relationships and going through an evil world uh we will shine out to others because we act differently to the uh, what's happening in the world today yeah and social media can get it can uh, get in in between that it can take us away because we think of somebody differently by uh, something that's appeared when it may not be true. It might just, it says, do not gossip in the Bible. And it says, go to your brother and sister. Yep. Go to your family member. Communicate. Communication is so important. And the last one is Second Peter 1, 5 to 8. It says, for this very reason, make every offer to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's talking here about having knowledge, but knowledge with self-control. Yeah, I think that's really important, you know. Uh, am I happy? Uh, with the Bible, if I just had no other media around me, if I didn't couldn't search the internet for it, would I search it out thoroughly here? You know, those are the challenges that I find. Am I yeah. searching those things out for me, or am I, you know, getting other people's thoughts, or am I actually doing that? And I think that's in the last days. Yeah. You know, God wants a people that um, uh, have that relationship with Him and with one another, and. Uh, you know the love that I have and people have for each other is the thing that uh, that will stand us out because God says, "How do you know if these are mine if they love one another?" Yeah, and I think that's the key. Yeah, to the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that, Pastor. Yeah, I'm. We we're kind of having an offhand conversation during the break, and I was just being. I was just saying, I've got a four-year-old daughter, mm. and um, she's growing up in this technological age with our phones and. You know, iPads and that, and even with her, you know, with my with my daughter Naraya, and she's always all, also caught up in this, and she's you know she'll grab our phones when, when we're not looking, <laughs> and she'd be on the app and kind of scrolling through, and it's amazing how they seem to just pick it up real quick, you know, yeah. about you know how to use a phone, and and so even with this discussion tonight, it's just. Um, and you were talking about, um, you know, you were talking about you know, your daughter. She's that she's got children, and one's in high school, and there's some very clear boundaries in place there in the home, which I think is fantastic. And I'm just thinking, maybe, um, <laughs> maybe the pastor needs to have that conversation with the four year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, um, yeah, they're already. Um, I can see signs of attachment. You know, like you, you just grab the phone off them, they kind of. They get upset and they, you know, have a tantrum or they just, they, they want the phone. And so immediately that's telling me, Hey, that's a red flag. You know, you need to kind of curb that now. Um, unless it's just gonna, you know, it's unless you don't kind of deal with it in the home, like you said, Eric. Mm. Um, you know, it can really grow up with some of these patterns of behavior and, and her mind is just kind of being engulfed by what she sees on the screen. So as a father and as a parent, um, you know, and as grandparents, you know, as, as adults, we have a responsibility, I guess, to monitor and just 
be accountable to the people that are, I, I'm talking now. I'm sitting here in the studio. I'm talking as a father. Is mm-hmm. you know I can't just 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 um, I can't be blind to what's what she's um, being exposed exposed to. And I think that might be kind of said to a lot of probably listeners and just as pastors and as Christian leaders, we have these conversations, Eric, with sometimes with with parents who are in our churches and you know just people in the community. And and one of the things I think you said earlier in the show, Eric, is sometimes we don't know as parents what our kids are watching online or what they're being exposed to. So so yeah, so unfortunately. Although media is a great tool, it really bypasses. Like you wouldn't let a stranger into your house, right? Like mm-hmm. in a physical form, like. But then, in some ways, we're allowing people, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. into the home, into their very bedrooms, and into their their minds. And you just quoted, you know, Romans twelve. You know, we we have to be transformed by the renewing of minds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm so, sitting here so tonight. So they bring in their thoughts and the yeah, they just they they get yeah. almost direct access. Mm. You know, mm. like we lock our doors and we have security systems set up in our physical homes. But hey, do we have that same diligence when it comes to what they're seeing on the screens? I think the whole program tonight could be wrapped up with just have communication yeah. with each other as Christians and also in our homes that we have that face to face that the Bible talks about that we can go through difficult times because we're talking to one another face to face. We Amen. can see the body language. We can see that we love one another. Yep. We might have a different point of view, you yep. and I, Pastor Will, yeah. but we're communicating. We're Amen. talking here. You know? Amen. Well, hey, Eric, it has been a blessing to be in the studio with you uh, tonight. Unfortunately, our time is up for tonight. And so we want to encourage you to our listeners to please join our, our host pastors, Ricardo and Marty, tomorrow as they look at the question, do the scriptures speak to a media-obsessed age? And so you won't want to miss uh, Ricardo and Marty on the show tomorrow. So until then, we want to leave you, as always, with the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John 14 and verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. May God richly bless you, and we hope to see you next time.